Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to An Empowered Woman. My name is Desiree Dubois, founder of An Empowered Woman, and Let's Talk Success. An Empowered Woman is celebrating its ninth year in business, and we have been doing, we have been supporting women in starting, fixing, and building their businesses through our web radio shows, our TV shows, mastermind meetings, and all different types of different things of success. And today, I'm very, very excited to be able to interview John Lee Dumas. He's the founder of Entrepreneur on Fire. Good morning, John. How are you doing today? I'm doing so pleasant. I'm excited to be here, and of course, I'm prepared to ignite. <laughs> yeah, I know you are. Ignite us. I'm just really honored to be able to interview you because your story was just amazing, and I would actually just listened to it again a few minutes ago. Tell uh-huh. us about how that happened for those who do not know your story. Yeah, so my story, just in a real quick nutshell, you know, starts basically back in the country, uh, the state of Maine, which is just a country state, and you know, I grew up there for the first 18 years of my life, just pretty normal. But then things kind of took a turn because I went to um, college on an Army ROTC scholarship and was the first class of Army cadets commissioned as officers post 9/11. So from 2002 to 2006, I was an active duty Army officer with a 13 month tour of duty in Iraq, leading a tank platoon um, during that time, which was pretty intense and pretty crazy. If anybody's seen American Sniper, um, very realistic, that, of what was going on. And that was actually exactly where I was and when I was. So pretty crazy for me to watch that movie. And then after the Army, I tried a bunch of different careers, law school, corporate finance, commercial real estate, failed at all of them. I was kind of, you know, 32 years old, scratching my head as to why I was you know, I'd started off so great for the first 26 years of my life, but then the last six years has just been one failure after the next, after the next. And it was pretty disappointing to me. And I came across this Albert Einstein quote, and the quote was, try not to become a person of success, but rather a person of value. And I realized looking back on my life, specifically the last six years from 26 to 32 post-military, I was trying to become a person of success, like chasing money, fame, fortune, and, and respect, and, and failing every time because I had no passion for any of those career paths. So I kind of did some reflection and realized that my passion did lie in entrepreneurship, even though I had never tried it before. I loved hearing interviews from entrepreneurs and, and how they had gone out and, and risked, it all, risked it all and failed and succeeded and flopped again and, and everything. And the roller coaster really inspired me. So I decided, hey, I realized that there's people like me out there in the world that love hearing these interviews. Um, but there's only a few shows that do them, and these shows are doing them about you know once a week, maybe twice a month. I want to hear these interviews every single day as I'm driving to, to a job that you know uh, I'm slowly dying inside at because I have no passion for. And it, it didn't exist. It wasn't out there, Desiree. You know? So I decided to be the change that I wanted to see in the world, you know, to, to quote Gandhi there for a second. And, and that was the decision back in September of 2012, to launch Entrepreneur on Fire, which is a seven-day-a-week podcast where I interview today's most inspiring and successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. We've done over 925 episodes to date. We've won Best of iTunes. Um, We get over a million listens a month and consistently generate over a quarter million dollars in revenue every single month. That's absolutely amazing. When you started this, did you have any idea where your revenue streams were going to come from? I had no idea where my (laughs) revenue streams were going to come from. And in fact, mentors that I hired um, to mentor me and to coach me who are very successful podcasters, 
they had no idea where my revenue stream was going to come from because they were doing shows once a week and then they were doing other things because they had all this free time to, to make revenue that wasn't specifically podcast related. But with a seven day a week podcast, they're like, all you're going to be doing is podcasting. How are you going to make money? And I said, you know, I'm just going to follow this mindset by Albert Einstein, become a person of value. And so for six months post launch, I didn't make any money, but I wasn't trying to either. I did have a savings that I knew I, I wanted to rely on as I grew my audience by delivering value. And then at the six-month point, I did what every entrepreneur should do with an audience that they've built. I said, audience, which I call Fire Nation. You know, so I said, Fire Nation, what are you struggling with? What is the number one struggle that you're facing right now? And then you know, I got, obviously, a ton of responses all over the place but the ones that kept coming to the top that were the biggest pain points consistently for my audience, I listened and provided the solution for that problem and created communities, products, services um, that, uh, that I could then turn and offer to the audience. And it just told me what they were suffering with saying, hey, this is where you said your pain point was. Here's the solution. And that is how I first started monetizing. And since then, you know, it's allowed me to launch some amazing products, services, and communities that consist of the majority of the revenue for Entrepreneur on Fire. That was actually just amazing that you even thought about that. You know, quite the fact that you took the leap and made the investment of your time, your energy, and your savings, and then was able to, you know, intuitive enough to be able to say, to ask what they wanted and be able to provide what they wanted. Because, you know, many of us just go out there with this grand idea, assuming that's what people want, and we don't understand why they're not buying or why it's not working. Right. Because it's right. based on what we think they want as opposed to what they want. So that was ingenious on your part. Thank you. And then you just start, so you start providing those products and programs and services. So now, what do you have? What did you start with first, and what um, do you have now? And then what was your biggest revenue draw? Like what was like, pow, this is it. Yeah, sure. So from day one, I, the, the real first revenue stream was mentoring. You know, I was able to go to my audience and say, hey, I've learned from all of these people, and, and now I, I'm, I've learned a lot about podcasting and entrepreneurship you know, you're growing to know, like, and trust me as the host who's delivering you value every single day of the week. If anybody wants a little extra one-on-one, you know, go to eofire.com slash mentor. And, you know, we can talk about, we can jump on a call and see if, you know, coaching plan is right for you. So that was right away. And that's huge for a lot of people that build audiences because that audience, when they do want to take that step and be that apprentice, they're going to look to people who they already do trust. And as a podcast host, you're building up immense trust by delivering free value. And they're getting to know you on a very intimate level. Then I also took the next step um, and I created a membership mastermind because people were telling me, John, we want more access to you and to other listeners of Entrepreneur on Fire who are like the Fire Nation elites, the other elite members. Because we know the Jim Rohn quote that you say all the time, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Um, we want to spend uh, time with better people. And so then I created Fire Nation Elite, capped it at 100 people, and it was $200 a month. So that was immediately a five-figure per month revenue stream coming in from that membership mastermind. And it's currently a closed mastermind because um, we do cap it at 100 people. But uh, you can go check it out at firenationelite.com to just to kind of get some ideas of what we have within the mastermind to potentially use for your membership mastermind as you build your audience. It's a great way to monetize on an ongoing recurring basis. And then the biggest thing that really happened that was a huge breakthrough for us was people were saying, John, I love your, your podcast about entrepreneurship, but 
I really want to learn how to create my own podcast and grow the audience and, and monetize that audience in my niche, which might be coaching or fitness or golfing or swimming, like whatever it might be. Like people were coming to me with these questions because they saw that I was doing it at such a high level. And I never thought I'd be teaching, coaching, or creating a, a product on podcasting. I barely knew how to press the play button when I started myself. Um, but then I just saw this, this feedback, and that's where the idea for Podcasters Paradise came. So that is when we launched uh, what is now turned into the number one podcasting community in the world, Podcasters Paradise, where we teach people how to create, grow, and monetize their podcast. It has over two thousand three hundred members to date um, we have generated over two and a half million dollars in revenue from the day that we opened the doors just 18 months ago so it's been a massive success on all levels and just to see the success within podcasters paradise with our private facebook group that is just so thriving and the monthly webinars we do exclusive for paradisers and the meetups and the accountability matchmaking that we do not to mention the 200 video tutorials there are thousands of podcasts that have been launched from within Paradise, and it's growing all the time. And that was just an awesome revelation to see that we could create something of such value. And it was a lot of work to create, of course, but you know now we're just really able to see the benefits of creating the foundation of it and continuing to improve and update it as we go forward. So then, and those, and did you also do? You have affiliates. And you have some sponsors, is that correct? Affiliate income? So we definitely do affiliate income, and affiliate income is a great way to monetize. And for us, it's, you know, when we recommend stuff on our show, like uh, a hosting company, you know, for people that are just starting off, that's really low cost, is Bluehost. And so we recommend them. And we also recommend great companies like Lead Pages and Opt In Monster and things along those lines. And, And then whenever, uh, we recommend those. You know, we say, hey, guys, if you want to go check out you know, a video tutorial that we created on these products, uh, just go to eofire.com slash resources, which is our resources page. You can, you know, if you subscribe or if you join these products and services through our affiliate link, um, number one, it won't cost you anything extra because that's just how it works. It's going to be the exact same price. We're going to get an affiliate commission, and we're going to provide you with a video tutorial on how to set it up as a thank you. And that's allowed us to generate, you know, anywhere from twenty to forty thousand dollars on a consistent monthly basis just through affiliate income alone. So that's been definitely a great option for us as well. And you know, another example is joint ventures. We did a a recent joint venture with David Simon Garland with his course, Create Awesome Online Courses. And for us, you know, that was just really a no brainer because everybody in our community was looking to create courses and this is the best um, course that I found on how to create awesome courses. So I let my audience know that we're going to be doing a free workshop for that course, um, which, you know, we just delivered an incredibly valuable free workshop on how to create awesome online courses and then gave people the option at the end that wanted more to join his course. And we did 164 sales of that $1,000 course on that joint webinar half of which is mine because I'm the person that supplied the audience and it's a 50% commission split. So that's another huge way that you can use an audience that you're growing to provide that audience with more free value because, you know, 90% of the people did not purchase from that and they got just incredible value on that free workshop where David teaches so much about how to create courses. But the 10% that did, 
you know, made it very financially um, rewarding for us to have set up that joint webinar. So there's another example. And then, of course, sponsorships. You know, we love it because in, in April alone, Entrepreneur Fire generated $94,000 in sponsorship revenue. And that's a large part of it because we have a daily show. So we have, you know, 60 possible sponsorship spots because we have two sponsors per episode. And in fact, in some cases, three, because we have an outroll for some of our sponsors, which is the last 30 seconds of the episode. And so we have a lot of uh, ways that we can monetize in a lot of different times with the 30, day, 30 episodes per month that we can monetize our podcast, and that adds up. So, you know, making about $3,000 per episode right now per um, a total of 1500 per sponsor for a total of 3000 per episode is a pretty good way to start the morning. <laughs> Absolutely. To start and end. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> the, um, you know, for those who are not familiar with podcasts, because some of them are not sure of the difference between a podcast and a radio show, could you clarify that for us? Yeah, basically a podcast is on demand. So with podcasting, you subscribe to a podcast, and I release a show, for instance, at 3.30 Eastern time every single day. And I do that because there's a lot of people in New York City that get up at 4.30 or 5.30 to go work out before they head into the city to work or whatever their, their strategy might be or schedule may be. And I want to make sure that there's an episode waiting for them when they want to consume it. So that's just when I release my episodes. But the reality is, that episode or episodes, if people wait a couple of days, are just there waiting until someone comes in and says, okay, I'm ready to listen to an Entrepreneur Fire episode now. Let me refresh and see which episodes have come out in the last three or four days, which ones I want to listen to. You can press play and start listening when you want to. Press pause and then resume. It's on-demand listening. That's kind of the best way to put it, where with radio, you know, you're on their time. You, you know, they're going to run things on their schedule, on their time. When there's a commercial, there's nothing to do but change channels unless you want to listen to that commercial. With podcasting, well, I don't personally recommend it because, uh, you know, it's, 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 um, my, I want my sponsors to succeed, so I hope a lot of people don't. So I try to make the sponsorships really entertaining, but you can fast-forward through sponsorships or you can rewind if you miss something and you want to hear it again. So it's really on-demand uh, listening, which I know a lot of people resonate with in this day and age. And I think that's really important to clarify because people are wanting to watch the videos on demand, listen to their, you know, people want to consume whatever information they want and whatever medium they want to when they're ready to. And, you know, totally. it's, it's definitely a sign of the, you know, of the times because people are now going to have that option and they will take advantage of it, especially like you mentioned with your iTunes, they're, you know, in their cars, they're in their workouts, they're, periods and they just have that access to the information and they can listen to one after the other after the other after the other that's how i consume most of mine i just go through a you know purge mm -hmm. just go through <laughs> a binge on them go through a nice. on fire binge so you <laughs> utilize the podcast and you do that so we talked about the business so that's a lot of work do you have a large team how do you handle you talk about videos and and your website and you know all that information and just keeping everything up all the different masterminds and programs that you have how do you keep up with it how did you grow your team and how did that happen it's, it is a lot of work and it's a lot of hard work and i and <laughs> but it's fun i put work, in but it's still work it's it is hard work and it and it's and it's work that is benefiting me directly like there's a great quote that i love you know, if you don't have the courage to pursue your own dreams, you're going to spend your life helping someone else pursue theirs or, you know, achieve their dreams. 
And I'm a big believer in that. So I'm willing to work incredibly hard pursuing my dreams. And, you know, that is Entrepreneur on Fire at this moment in time and will be for the, for the near-term future for sure because I love what it is. I love the, the business that we've built. So, you know, I'm not afraid to admit it. 60, 70 hours a week I'm putting in pretty much seven days a week into Entrepreneur on Fire, working hard on a daily basis with my audience, with my community, and continuing to deliver value and find new ways that we can deliver even more value. And my team grew very organically. It started off with just me and a virtual assistant uh, over in the Philippines, and she was working 40 hours a week from day one, brought on another virtual assistant to work 40 hours a week from the Philippines. So now we have two full-time virtual assistants in the Philippines. We added a third about six months ago, um, who's my direct assistant now, who does a lot of my audio editing, et cetera who works out of Pakistan. And then we just hired a U.S.-based virtual assistant to handle a lot of the accountability matchmaking that we do within Paradise, coordinating the meetups with the different hubs that we have around the world for Paradise members to meet in person, um, which is so much fun. And, and then it's my girlfriend, Kate, came on about six months after launch. So she just celebrated her second year with Entrepreneur on Fire and she's, you know, she's my partner. Like she, she runs the business. She runs the blog side of things. She does a lot of the affiliates and, and just upkeep and coordination. So that's the team right there. You know, it's, it's really, in a sense, six people um, where five of us are full-time. One of us is part-time. And it, it's a lean team because the virtual assistants in the, you know, Philippines and Pakistan, although we pay them way more than they could ever get at a job locally, um, it's still very reasonable, um, you know, compared to what companies that have U.S.-based employees need to, need to think about doing. So it's a very lean business. Our profit margins are significant. For instance, in the month of February, uh, we did over $433,000 in gross revenue, and our, prof, our net profit from that was still over $300,000. So we're always above a 60% net profit, which is unheard of. I mean, in traditional business, if you're doing five to ten percent, you're a rock star. You know, we're doing sixty <laughs> to seventy percent, and still finding like, ways to improve upon that. So you must be a rocking rock star then. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an on fire rock star. On fire rock star, amazing. How did you even think of the name Entrepreneur on Fire? How did that come to you? There's a little story behind that. So you know, I was. Um, folding laundry one day in my apartment and listening to Sports Center. You know, the idea for the podcast was already there. And I knew the word entrepreneur needed to be a part of it because I wanted that to just be able to add a glance for people to realize this is a podcast for entrepreneurs. Um, and Stuart Scott on Sports Center, the late and great Stuart Scott, um, he was doing, a, this is back in 2012, was doing a, a little sports rendition, some highlights. And he said, LeBron James for three He's on fire. And it just clicked. I'm like, that is a universal term. Like people in sports, people in business, people just know what on fire means. It means that you are in the zone. You are crushing it. You're a rock star. You are an entrepreneur on fire. So the name just clicked for me right away. You know, luckily for me, the domain entrepreneuronfire.com and the shortened domain, eofire.com, were both available. So I snagged those and started creating the brands. 
Amazing. Now, what's also interesting is that you share your financials online. I mean, you totally open your income revenue reports and you show your gross as well as your net, and then you even have it uh, endorsed by your accountant. Now, how has that served you? Where is that? That's unusual, to say the least. How has yeah. that served you? Well, it's unusual, number one, because frankly, <laughs> uh, most people wouldn't be proud of their numbers because, you know, they have a, a very successful front-facing business, but under the hood, you know, things are usually pretty messy for a decent amount of time, where Entrepreneur Fire is just not the case. You know, we are really proud of, of this, the revenue that we've that we produced and the systems in place and, and what we've created. And for me, it was really looking back. And when I first started kind of sniffing around in the online entrepreneurship world, like back in 2010, I came across Pat Flynn. You know, here was a guy, smartpassiveincome.com, who for at that time for two years had been publishing his income reports. Now, you know, he's going on seven years of publishing his income reports. But at that point, I was like, man, here's a guy who's making like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 a month, um, who's a nice guy, not scammy, not slimy at all, just delivering value and making a great living from it, but then showing people that he is and being transparent. And that was so inspiring to me, Desiree, coming from such a traditional military law corporate background of saying, hey, maybe this internet thing doesn't have to be scammy or slimy. Maybe it can be done by good people with good intentions that are looking to, to deliver value. And that was the only way that I was going to get into a business because it's something that I wanted to be proud of. So I said to myself, Pat inspired me. Um, by him revealing his income numbers. So if I ever get the opportunity to have the, you know, the success that he's had, I want to be that beacon of light for other people to, to be transparent and to show them, number one, what's working every month and showing them the revenue that we're producing and how we're producing it so that they can emulate that. But then number two, in those same income reports, we share our failures and our mistakes and our missteps so that podcasters can avoid those, those pitfalls that we unfortunately didn't and, and they can learn from that and learn from our mistakes, not by making the same mistakes that we made because, hey, there's no need for that. You know, let's stand upon the shoulders of giants. I know that we are, so we want to allow other people to as well. So that was really big for me, and I wanted to kind of even go above and beyond and, you know, get my accountant, um, Josh Bowerly, and to have him come on and have full access to our accounts and just say, hey, you know, I am a certified CPA. Like, these numbers, you know, I'm – putting my, you know, my entire reputation and career out there on the line because these are 100% true. I am vouching for this. These are the numbers. And you know, to us, that's really important because we wanted people to say, you know, hey, anybody can put anything up online. And that's true. So we wanted to do it in the most transparent and honest and genuine way possible. And we believe we're doing that. And it is. It's very admirable. And I think that attracts – I think it well, not only attracts people to wanting to be a part of your community because it verifies that it's successful, but it also it's um, comforting because they feel you're being transparent. You're just if you're open with something like this, which most people keep, like you mentioned under the hood, then you'd be open with sharing all of your resources, all of your access, and all of your mistakes. And that's in itself is very valuable because I know that you know you just launched September 2012, and the yeah. first 365 days you. Net at twenty six thousand, but then in two thousand thirteen it was three hundred and forty eight thousand, and then two thousand fourteen it was two million and one hundred sixty five plus, and just even year to date you're probably at eight hundred eighty five 
hundred thousand dollars, and so it's just it's it's not it's no they're not numbers to be played with. They totally speak for what you're what you're doing and validate what you're doing and the importance of it and the people that are open and willing and interested in this subject. So congratulations for that and congratulations for building such a you know stellar community. And I know that well, you thanks. have a lot you know, of activities. For, yes. Yeah, and for us it's really about the inspiring as well as by saying hey. Like you're not going to make four hundred thousand dollars the first month that you, that you start your online business, but like look at what we've done in a short period of time. And for a lot of people, you know, even point four percent of that, you know, even like four thousand dollars a month is a game changer. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah, is a game changer, and just it would allow them to leave their job and work full time from home and spend more time with family and on topics and subjects that they love. And and we're showing just how uh, possible that is. Yeah, I mean, we're putting up incredibly massive numbers. And, you know, I know sometimes that can be scary and that can intimidate some some people. But what I really want them to say is, hey, man, I mean, like, there's so much out there. If I can just do a percentage of that, you know, in the first 12 months, like, that's going to change my life. And then I can build off of that. Absolutely. And, you know, the thing is, is that speaking to those entrepreneurs, we know that it is a journey that can be a very bumpy ride or sometimes it's a very smooth sailing. But, you have had some challenges. Kind of share with us at oh, least yeah. three challenges that you've had along the way. Because I know when you do your interviews, you ask people to share those moments. How about yours? <laughs> yeah, and you actually even just alluded to the fact that for some people it's smooth sailing. And I'll tell you, I've interviewed now over a thousand entrepreneurs, and I've never found anybody that's had a smooth sailing. I just don't think it exists, and, and that that should be comforting to people that there's no such thing as smooth sailing because it's this roller coaster that we're on. You know, for me. Uh, number one was how to monetize, and I went nine months without monetizing from my idea, um, and then six months from when I launched um, Entrepreneur Fire to monetizing, and that's a long time to go without making any money, and I was able to do that, um, but because of the savings I have, but I know a lot of people aren't, so that's why I think cypreneurship should definitely be an option for people. You know, number two, I had failure to launch. I was supposed to launch on August 15th of 2012. I woke up terrified. The imposter syndrome had descended upon me. I didn't think that I could do it. And, you know, I knew I was a bad podcast host because I was. And that scared me to put that out there in the world. You know, I look back now and realize that you have to be bad in order to get good because everybody who starts anything new is going to be bad. Michael Jordan shooting free throws was a brickaholic when he first started. Who wasn't? Same thing with Tiger Woods. He did not hit a hole on his first golf swing. I mean, you are bad before you get good. We just have to be willing to be bad. And I wasn't at first, and that's why I delayed my launch for five weeks, which ended up costing me, I call it the $100,000 mistake, because all it did was push back everything I've, I've done by a month plus. And, you know, and we were soon within a year generating over $100,000 a month. So I had a full month, which I'll never be able to get back, of that I would have generated that $100,000, you know, a month earlier than I, than I did. And so it was a huge mistake. And, you know, other mistakes as well that I've made is, is just kind of putting too much on my plate and just overloading myself by wanting to say yes to everything. So 2015 for me has been the Derek Sivers quote, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. And I only say yes to things that are a hell yes. And for, you know, lucky for you, Desiree, <laughs> you're a hell yes. So, uh, you know, here with us chatting. Um, you know, but I'm very specific about what I say yes to. And for instance, I, I do do interviews on other shows, but only for a week within a two-hour span. You know, I, get, I have 25 minutes. Like, I'm on another interview in three minutes from right now because this is part of my two-hour span that I can allot 
so I can so I can still be on great valuable shows like this, but also be actually running you know a seven figure business. Well, thank you so much for sharing this time with us. Um, what empowering thought would you like to leave our listeners with today? If you want to be, do. For me, that was I wanted the podcast. I had the podcast. If I wanted to be an author, I have to write. Writers write. If I wanted to be a singer, singer sing. So it's really that clear. If you want to be, do. Well, thank you. Thank you so much. And so, two for people to get involved and find out more, tell us how we can do that. Well, we have a couple really awesome and free um, trainings for people if they're into this online world at all. And number one is about podcasting. If you want to learn more about podcasting completely for free, visit freepodcastcourse.com. You'll be able to um, sign up for a completely free 15-day training on how to create, grow, and monetize your podcast. And the same thing goes for those that want to learn more about webinars, which is the best way to monetize by far when you have a product. So just visit thewebinarcourse.com, and you'll get a free 10-day course on how to create and present webinars that convert. And, of course, all the magic happens at eofire.com. Great. Well, thank you so much for creating this magic with us today. I'm going to share this with our community, and I know they will be excited, and there absolutely are thousands and thousands and thousands of entrepreneurs on fire. So thank you, and until we meet again, stay empowered. Yay. Yay.